Walk in the spot in his lights, camera's action Well executed, I'm the main attraction Engaging vibes is where I wanna be Enchanting light to smiles is all you see <laughs> So I ain't thinking about the next one Snapping pics, they be loving my fat shunt Great drinks, great friends, and it's flowing well It's a perfect event, shout out Riel We're business podcasts all about elevating boring events to enchanting engagements for your nonprofit organization, corporation, or small business. I'm your host, Riel Jones. First, before I begin this week's podcast, I just want to give a major shout out to Shani B, the rapper who um, did our new intro. Thank you so much. You are a dynamic woman, a phenomenal writer and rapper. Um, she's straight out of Atlanta, Georgia, Decatur, where it's greater. You can check her out on IG at I am Shani B. And Shani is spelled S-H-A-N-I and B as the letter. And also make sure you look at her SoundCloud, um, check out her progression and also the change of views. She has a lot of new projects coming out soon. So make sure you um, check it out and stay um, hot on that. I want to talk to you all this week about presentation and how we present ourselves. So, and we're look, literally thinking about what we wear, how we do our hair, the, a little bit about the mannerisms that we have. Mannerisms we'll talk about more in another podcast. But, um, and why it's so important to think about the, your visual presentation at every encounter that you have especially when it can relate to business or you would want that person to vouch for you in business settings and situations okay before I delve too deep into this topic I would like to read a quote from one of the books that I'm reading right now and the author is Carol Hyatt and the quote is no fear I know just vanishes take your fear with you along and work with it not against it handle it the way you would handle a car when you hit a slick spot keeping your eyes wide open to the real possibilities of the situation coping with the facts rather than conjuring up your wildest fantasies i want to start the podcast off with this quote because talking about visual presentation is one of the hardest things to do What's even harder is to hear critiques about how we should dress, what we should wear, and the importance of presenting ourselves in the right way. But as we know in the business world, and definitely in the events world, presentation is everything. What people see not only determines their ideas about you, but also your capabilities and the capabilities of the organization, company, or business that you represent. Socially. We give a lot, off a lot of cues about who we are and our capabilities that we might not even be aware of. So that in return hugely impacts the type of business that we get, how much money people spend with us, and the longevity of those relationships. Do they come back? Um, are they donors or sponsors that we only have one year or do they come back in the future? And how many of their friends do they tell about us, right? In the office, you know, you might be someone who wants to move upward and perhaps the makeup you wear might be cute and on, on trend, 
So in Atlanta, um, bold lipsticks have been one of the things that a lot of women play with, like with orange lipstick, green lipstick, blue lipstick, yellow lipstick. But in most professional settings, that's not yet norm, and it would it might raise alarms to other people. And, and you know, while you might say this lemonade yellow lipstick is paying homage to Beyonce, and I'm slaying these people, your boss or coworkers who could help you with your transition into becoming an associate might view it as childish and Crayola yellow. And they might secretly tell other people, hey, I don't know if we should give uh, Rebecca the chance to be this because I don't know if she's ready for it and I don't know if our clients would receive the yellow lipstick well. What happens if she actually wears this out, you know? And... On one hand, yes, it should tell you, but on the other hand, a lot of people in a real, like just a lot of people don't feel comfortable with um, putting these kind of things out, or you know, they don't let you know that they're having these conversations um, about you. So it's better to present yourself in a way that, like, yes, it, it speaks to who you are and it can be trend setting, but it also fits into your work culture that no one could ever use how you present yourself against you you know and and this does not mean that you have to present yourself in traditional ways right of um that's known into the workforce but it does mean that you have to be aware of your specific business nonprofit or corporations work culture the people there the clients that you work with or donors or whomever that you're working with and um how it will be perceived. I know personally, one of the things that was hard for me starting off earlier in my career was receiving that feedback about how I looked, you know, and I was very, I was one of the people that would get very defensive because on one hand, I knew I was buying really good quality pieces from good stores and that I were getting them tailored. And on the other hand, I knew that I was tired of people making comments about me being curvy, about me having a womanly shape, especially um, in my early 20s, because it's something that I've always grew up as curvy. Even though when I was young and I didn't have curved curves, I would like the lowercase b, you know? Um, and I always had to deal with that jokes or, you know, um, just a lot of commentary about it. And so when I got to professional sphere and I really cared a lot about my work and I was having huge results, but people, not a lot of people, but certain people kept coming back to a couple of dresses that I would wear or this and that. And I'm thinking lengthwise, it's fine. No cleavage is showing. It's not 100% skin tight. Why are you harassing me over that? You know, and also I don't, given that I put myself through college and um, early in my work career, like I didn't have a lot of people helping me and giving me money for. So I felt that frustration of this right now. Like you're 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 adding something onto my load of things I have to think about, job and new roles or whatever and what I and I want to do here. But now I have to think about whether or not you're gonna say something about a random thing that I'm wearing. That right now I can't afford to just get a whole new wardrobe, even if that's something that I wanted to do. But on the other hand, 
I had a my my it was partially open, so there would be dresses that I I might list, talk to other people like, hey, what do you think about this outfit, and see is it really them or was that like you? And so really getting to appropriate slash inappropriate to say something and where am I was really important, and that and that takes a little bit of openness and hearing what people have to say, and not fully being defensive which goes back to our quote in the beginning of knowing your fear and being able to handle it and be aware of it and also being able to read the real situation and not let your wildest fears because on one hand I could receive a feedback about a dress and associate that feedback to everything someone has said about my booty since I was five or six years old and how this is a just a curse that I have and it's against me or I can say you know, is there any validity in this? And, and do I want to address that, right? And so I'm hoping that with this podcast, I can give you some guidelines on how to have that personal self-assessment as well as ensure that you are personally dressing professionally and presenting yourself in a way that really does speak to who you want people to see you as whether you have achieved all those accomplishments yet or you're in the process of achieving those accomplishments, um, which is one thing of people say dress for the job that you want. You want people to be able to see you in that role so that they can go and tell other people and, and, and promote you to that role and, and promote you for that kind of position, right? Before I go any further, there is one point I, want, I would like to make. I want to acknowledge that there are times that mentally going through stuff or emotionally going through stuff and our mental health is really being weighed down right by a lot of stuff and there are times that we don't feel like even getting up and getting dressed or going out or you know perhaps our bodies are fluctuating in ways that we're not comfortable with or perhaps we're not fully comfortable with the bodies that we're in um period and that makes us feel a whole new burden of getting dressed and getting ready for work and I want to acknowledge that that's something that's very real and that can play such a huge impact on your enthusiasm for going to work and also that that too can be picked up on and transferred to other people like other people can see that and I wish that in workplaces we have better work cultures around mental health and recognizing that what we wear and don't wear in times can also be a big cry for help right and that goes back to our visual presentation it says a lot about where we are in life even when we are not consciously trying to do that and so if you are someone who is is in a, a, a funk or a mental place where it really is hard for you to dress or come up with new clothes, I would suggest on a day that you're feeling good or you're feeling pretty well, that you decide to push yourself to go to a high-end boutique. Um, Don't push yourself with the idea that you have to spend a lot of money or that you have to spend any money, but that you go to one and you, you talk to a stylist there about where you are right now. I've learned that being honest and direct is a huge benefit and you'll be able to get and also go when they're not really busy. So like times that would be like off times or if you have to come back, ask them when when would be a really good time that you're not really busy and 
that you can't spend time playing around dressing someone up because this is something that they would like to they like to do anyways. And the reason why I say that you should go to a high end boutique is because that they're trained at knowing and dressing um, different type of body types and personalities for people who want to build strong business networks and communities. They deal with high powered professionals who constantly tell them I can't wear this at the workplace because x y and z or I wore this and people loved it or this is my favorite you know or this is why I stick with this type of style and they can impart that knowledge onto you and a lot of times when you work at a lot of um stores they don't teach you that and so perhaps you might go to a Macy's which the people could be very nice but they might not have that trained eye and being able to tell you that this is going to really help you present yourself in this way or this is the style that you should wear um so that if you're a young woman going into workforce that you're not looked at as being too girlish or um too green that you're really taking seriously in the way that you should be right they'll be able to really help you with boosting your confidence and help you find the styles that really add to the image that you want and the presentation you want to give to the world, as well as your body type. So when I worked at the Premium Talbots, one of the things that I found very interesting was that almost every woman that came in had a problem with her arm, which eight times out of 10, the arms look so normal in proportion to the rest of the body that it seemed crazy that you would have an arm thing, right? And the second thing that I noticed is no no matter the size of the woman's booty, she loves being loved knowing that something fit well on her bottom. And um, having someone who works at these these places can really let you know when like um, the fear that you have is irrational, that your arms can't be out. That's irrational. You look great. It fit is fitting. You know. Um, or that the type of pants that you're wearing fits right or it's too tight, you know, or, um, front, it shouldn't pull or it shouldn't make those wrinkles as you're standing there or as you're walking and it shouldn't make your eyes zoom into your crotch and things like that. Like they can really help you in finding the right size versus a young girl who's just like, I don't know if it, if it's, uh, if you could put it on, it fits. No, no. No, you don't want to buy something that's ill-fitting or that cannot be tailored appropriately. And then it becomes something that, again, distracts and takes away from your image. Every new thing that you buy should boost and add to your look. It shouldn't be just an on-the-fence item or it's aight. And if you are planning to buy, again, please make sure that you're mindful of the time that you go and that you're upfront about your motivation. And ultimately, you going out, it's about you having fun and you finding out what looks good on you and building that confidence again. And maybe you come out with an outfit or two or, or ideas about how to use the pieces you do have at home and use it for the workplace so that that's thing that you don't have to really think about um when you go to work the next day you know that this outfit looks good it'll you'll you'll present yourself in the way that you want to and that you know you you're not you're not harming yourself um or your professional um stability right and i think that also again it just it can help boost like when you look when you feel good when you look good, you feel good, right? And um, when you authentically have clothes that fit well and look good on you, not only do you feel better about yourself, but then you also give other people confidence in 
your ability to do what you're charged to do, your, your, your job. For instance, I recently went to the doctor's office, and one of the nurses that came in, she had pretty much a like bare face makeup, like no, not much makeup on, but she had this like glittery silver gel eyeliner that she put in the crease of her eyelid and then made like a wing type check mark at the end of her eye and it just threw me off the entire time she was talking to me and she wanted to talk to me about some I feel like some serious stuff but I couldn't ever get into that mindset because the entire time I'm thinking is she about to throw a stance from bring it on like is she about to start cheering in here is this a joke it is real, like, it was just not, the look was just not in the right setting. And it was just not appropriate for her job and the task. And even, like, I was kind of concerned, like, are you supposed to be taking my blood or blood pressure? Are, you know, are you a trainee? It didn't build that confidence. And it's not to say that she isn't a good nurse or hasn't done this, her job for a long time. I don't know anything about this woman. But the first thing it showed me was that it 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 showed me that she didn't it showed me that perhaps I shouldn't have as much confidence in her because no 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 and what to wear and how you present yourself and the first thing is to understand how people think of you and people in your group or however you identify yourself as what are their common perceptions and misperceptions about your group and when you know those things you can dress either to play into that to you play around it or you know whatever so for instance um i had a list earlier and i wish i i had it with me now but for instance you might say a man of non-color is very aggressive or um he's straight to the point he know what he wants and he goes for it and it's a good great way like aggressive right but you might say a woman of non-color is emasculating she doesn't know her role um women in business should be more job like school counselor e or camp counseling perky and chirpy and here to help the men and be a doer rather than a leader, right? And then you have, see uh, a black woman, especially of brown to dark hues, with the same characteristics. And you just might say that she's full out intimidating, have you noticed her attitude? She doesn't fit the work culture. You might say when it comes to someone being really attractive in the, in the workplace, um, a man of non-color, oh, he's really charming looking or... He's good-looking bachelor. I wonder who he's going to marry. Um, and you think of him in, in that sense. You might think of a woman of non-color as um, very attractive. You might have some suspicions of her might having her eye out on some high-profile C-suite executive in the office just because of her beauty. And then a woman of, uh, of color, you might attribute that to being more like a seductress or purposely enticing someone or um going back to like my curves something that's um associated with um especially with black women um as being as something that is a negative challenge that you have to work against rather than it's just a natural body <laughs> and you're you're dressing a certain way and then someone who might not be presenting with the um gender or sex that they were born into 
So you might have a trans woman or a trans male, and they're, especially a trans woman, I would feel, would have perceptions of um, her beauty as being, if it's, if it's not in line with the traditional ideas of female in the workplace, then it could be over the top or it could be pulled into stereotypes of like drag queens, even though that's not at all the way that person's presenting and it would not be appropriate and it could be like, you know, very left based. But knowing that it might think of before knowing you and just seeing someone who they associate with a certain group, right? And knowing those things, you can, again, play up to them, play around them, use them against the people that, or use it against the stereotypes or whatever, but you have to know this is what people associate my identity with. And then, second, you have to strongly know this is who I am and this is how I want to be presented as. So, yes, I'm a black woman. Yes, I'm curvy. But maybe my biggest thing is I want to be known as an executive. So, personally, I love very tailored outfits. Um, I I love very tailored looks, classic pieces, color blocking, things like that. And I could play into it. But if I had a more rebel side, I mean, I, I wear a lot of different colored leather jackets. Even, like, I have leather blazer and stuff like that. I would play even more to that. And I would have jewelry that played even more to that so that it's never me being inappropriate or I have to wear clothes that will not fit the workplace but more so the clothes that I am wearing fit my personality right because that's what you want at the end of the day is that yes I know the way that you would perceive someone like me but I'm not that person and even more than that you can never attribute those especially negative things to me you know instead you just think of me and my personality based off what I wear and how I present myself both physically but also verbally um, in communication and my work ethics so that my clothes you never want your clothes and how you present yourself in a way that you look to take away from the work that you do the relationships that you've built or network that you've built and the business that you want in the future right so step one is to know come in perceptions misperceptions or conceptions about people who have the same identity as you do step two is to know who you want to be an identity that you want people to know you as step three would be our five fashion golden rules first dress for your body shame hashtag don't stretch the truth don't don't go into if it if you get it on it fit really think and be mindful of your body type what you're accentuating um and and what the materials kind of do for you two tailored is always better than ill-fitting typically it costs you less than five to ten dollars to get something um magazine ready hemmed up darted up or whatever um so just go ahead and budget that five dollars or so and if you get a good alterations person that you go to frequently the pricing will more likely get better Three, business is not a great reveal, okay? This is not the place to reveal your new asset, new surgery, you know, body or whatever, the comeback snatch. This is not this is not the place for you to highlight that and promote that, okay? Also, you know, modesty is better than sexy when it comes to the workforce and workplace. 
you can have great looks um, on Instagram, but they're not Instagram looks are not ready to work look. But that does not mean you cannot grab inspiration from it, like color tones and stuff like that. For look at successful people where you want to go. Uh, fashion, fashion at their the fashion at the the level that you want to be at might be an acquired taste. It might not be something that right now you love and look natural to you. So, for instance, ten years ago, okay, more than ten years ago, when I was younger and I was thought I was fresh with my apple bottoms and my South Pole. Right now, that wouldn't be hot, and it wouldn't be hot for me to wear that to the office. And 10 years ago, what I wear now probably would not be the way that I thought of myself. But I, but now that I know where I want to go and where I am now, the way that I dress and the way that I want to dress is very different. So you want to look at people who are in the roles that you want to be in and, and try to understand why they dress that way um, in, in the workforce and stuff. And five, you want to you want sure that once people take in the fashions that you have served them, that they go back to looking into your eyes. You never want your outfit, what you're, what you're wearing to distract so much that once you're started the conversation or your presentation, that they're not going back to having good eye contact, that they're distracted because of low cleavage or because you have short shorts on and, you know, or that I, I, I've, I've dealt with guys who had pants on and while we're sitting... And they do the, what, I forgot, the, the man gap or whatever, when they have their legs open too far, that it's not gentlemanly. And then you have the whole outline of their private area. That's also so inappropriate. And when they're, and we, as a male, you're going to buy your new pants or you're getting them tailored, you have to do the sit-down test like women do too to see how does it fit. You know, what's stretching, what's pulling, what's being accentuated. Um, and you want the same rule. You want women to, as you're talking to, come back to looking into your eyes and stuff like that. But finally, let any lingering stares that become inappropriate be on their end. Not because that you are dressing inappropriately or you're giving that visual cues or signals that you're you're interested in something else i was also reading another book on um women's fashion in the workplace and it's a it was kind of dated but one woman talked about um one woman who is um who's a lesbian talked about really being attracted to another woman that was a client of hers and you know she was she always wore pretty sexy outfits very low cut um think of like the sexy um, secretary type of look until one day the the client pointed out are you trying to sell me the products are you trying to sell yourself and she's like i can see all down your top every time i come here and after the woman made that acknowledged the fact that not only made her uncomfortable but that what she was getting was that the product and the, the business were no longer the important thing that the is now the important thing was now the personal the woman then changed her her attire and the way that she she presented herself always but also she had to apologize because what she was telling people and, and signaling to people was not what she really wanted and so at the end of the day you do want to make sure that the way you're presenting yourself is in line with the image that you want the goals that you want to achieve really do speak to who you are right and not just stereotypes and tropes i hope that you enjoyed this episode of Riel's Events podcast. I want to give a quick special shout out to Lance Shani B with our new intro, um, writing and research by Riel Jones, me of Riel Events. We are in Atlanta, Georgia and Southeast Michigan. 
Please make sure that you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. You leave a comment. The more comments you leave, and um, make sure, especially on iTunes, that you're you're liking us so that other people can see us and uh, we gain more visibility so that they can also improve their events and, you know, the their careers too, to be honest. And then last, please leave a note or something on social media using our handle at real underscore event. That's R-I-E-L-L-E underscore E-V-E-N-T-S. I love talking to y'all. You all, I love hearing back from you all. Um, until next time, Sai Jian.